You made it work. We're live. You're so proud of yourself. I am very proud of myself. Uh, we're right on too. time. And this is the first time we've attempted to live stream this. And I clicked the button and it freaking worked. So amazing. Usually we have technical difficulties when we try something new. I know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So here we are for episode 39 of this week and this week's Yawa. Um, and we're going to... Is it really? Uh, episode 39? Episode 39, baby. You look it up? Uh, no, but uh, I've got a guy for that. So <laughs> Silas said it's episode 39. Okay. Well, I... I is what I pre-labeled everything. So now if it's not episode 39, we're totally <laughs> screwed. <laughs> okay. But we've got something really fancy for tonight. Uh, one of my good favorites, Buffalo Trace. Simple, elegant, beautiful bourbon. Also, this is a, a single barrel select from Harlan Wheatley. What do we... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, I... I specifically asked you if you had your phone on Do Not Disturb before we started this. I know. I was and you're just... listening to Christmas music? No, I was trying to see if you're right on our episode, so. Mm. Uh, Buffalo Trace. It's a single barrel uh, store pick, if you will. And it looks like we do have a few people already bebopping in. Oh, so, awesome. Hello, folks. Now, I've got... Uh, those are popping up there where we can kind of read the live chat, but I can't see them because I'm like... 27% blind. Yeah, I'm like trying to squint and get closer. So, can we scoot that closer? Well, it gets into this, it gets, it gets into, into the, the picture frame. then. That's gotcha. why it's that distance away. There's a reason for it. There's a reason. Um, here it is, right here. So, it pops up at the top that we're currently live. Now and if I click on that bad boy, we're going to turn the volume down. But we can see. Howdy! Hey! hey. Hi, Kelly. How are you this evening? Um, we've also got East Bay Signing Services. Yay. Congrats, guys. I love Olive's That's mom. That's Olive's mom. Aha. Yes. And then Eddie. Hello, guys. Uh, Mitchell. Hello. How's it going? Thanks for tuning in. Yep. So awesome. everything That's is rocking working. and rolling. That's working, too. Mm, love it when stuff is happening and doing its thing. Turn, turn I'm, I'm the damn volume it. down. I'm turning it. I just did. Dang it. Oh, we got hello from Kentucky. We got a thumbs up. We got a I'm drinking Buffalo Trace too. Cheers, Ryan. Woo! And, and I'm drinking constant comment tea since I'm pregnant. and I can't partake of the alcoholic beverages right now. Yeah, probably better not to. Um. Yeah. I do have a I do have a quick question there, Ryan. Uh, if you are also drinking Buffalo Trace, Trace, excuse me, there's no uh, past tense in that. Um, how do you drink it? Aside from pouring it in a glass and then pouring it in your mouth, do you have ice, a little water? What do you got going? We've got some South Carolina represent. We got uh, Justine says Louie and Penny are doing well. Awesome. awesome. Thanks for checking in. Uh, heel, heel, heel from Mississippi. I'm guessing that's supposed to say hello. Then we've got, uh, ooh, cheers from El Salvador. How is that pointer doing, Enrique? Love your training videos. Thanks for sharing. 
Awesome. We got quite a few people tuning in, which is fantastic. So what we're going to try and do, and if we can make this happen, I know 100% it's going to be tough to be live every single week. We do travel a little bit, but uh, it would be kind of cool to be able to move this to more of a live feel where you can actually interact and we can throw some questions directly from this and uh, pull like... Uh, I pulled some questions from some previous YouTube comments like we have yes. been in the past for Yawa questions. So until we get some questions rolling in, um, which just because you answer, ask a question doesn't mean it's going to get answered. We're going to try to get to we'll as many best. as we can. Um, but we are going to answer your questions, whether they're commented again on videos or in this live chat. So... Yeah, baby. He says, with a cube of ice. Now, big, big cubes or with a single cube of ice? That's a good question, but either way, I like it. Okay, you want me to ask? Yeah, let's go ahead and jump right into a question. Um, I want to start with saying one quick thing before we 100% get rolling. Okay. If this is your first time to the channel, guys, or this is the first time that you are finding us on the YouTube Definitely hit that subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, and bebop over into the uh, insane collection of training videos that we do have. I think we are, oh, what is it? Does it we're, say on our channel somewhere how many videos we've done? Is that? What I don't know. I mean, we're, we're north of two, three hundred this year alone. Somebody else was giving me information on that, but... Um, Anyhow, lots and lots of videos, lots of training series. Yeah. We have quite a few series rolling through. We have hunting videos. We have all kinds of stuff in there just for you folks. Um, we're trying I, to push out some new series. Too. I wanted to say something real quick about that because yes. it's kind of funny. I just had a guy call me today asking about puppy stuff and had found our YouTube channel and he absolutely loved our videos that we're doing. And I don't know how the confusion happened or something, but he said, why did you guys stop making videos? The last one I saw was from two years ago. And I said, well, we haven't stopped making videos. We've been putting videos out almost on the daily all year long. Yes. We, so, and at one time we jumped to two videos a day. Which Sorry was about pure that. pure insanity. Yeah. But so I don't know how there was some confusion, but I said, go back to our channel and look at our videos because we literally just posted one like yesterday, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so you should be seeing our newest videos showing up, not from two years ago. So, Which I'm guessing the majority of the folks that are actually watching right now have probably already seen that video. But if you haven't taken the time how to film a hunt, it actually came together really cool. We talk about how we shot our most recent hunting video, which was the South Dakota pheasant opener video. Uh, we are headed back up to South which Dakota. Which was such a cool video. Yeah, it turned out really, really cool. Uh, it made me go, me my own horn. why am I only ever going to South Dakota for late season? And I think we're going to fix that for next year because I don't want to be left behind again. No cat left behind. Well, folks, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you everybody for asking questions. We're going to go ahead and jump into a couple of them. And then I'm seeing quite a few roll through the comments already. Awesome. And uh, we will try and get to those as well. Okay. So this was a good question from Devin Kroll. Mm -hmm. I have a 10 month old lab GSP mix who will only retrieve balls or bumpers in water. Any bumpers or large objects out of water, he will pin down and attempt to shred which he also does with wings. 
Gotcha. What, what is the best way to prevent this behavior without turning him off of retrieving? Okay. So I'm going to say I've actually seen this firsthand where we see dogs that do better in the water for their retrieves versus dogs that, you know, versus on land. We've seen that firsthand with some dogs. And my go-to with that is develop the behavior in the water. Now, I know we're coming into the winter, which is going to kind of prevent you from having access to that. Um, But depending on what part of the country you're in. That it does not tell me. Hmm. But yeah, so if you have an area or you have a situation that is working out well, whether that's for water retrieves or if your puppy is really consistent about making hallway retrieves or retrieving really well, even if they're just on a check cord, not necessarily reeling them in, but just having that, you know, tether, they think, oh, I can't run around and, and screw around. If you have your puppy dog that has a training situation where they're being successful and doing well, keep doing that. Anything your dog's doing, they're conditioning themselves to. So conditioning the good behaviors, like Ethan was saying, let's keep working on that until it becomes such a habit that the other stuff isn't as much of a default. And then lastly, um, your puppy, I think it said 10 months old. So you're coming right up on that age where if all else fails, you can definitely look at doing a trained retrieve with your dog, which we have an entire trained retrieve series on YouTube with legend that we just completed. And that would be something that could really help with the hold conditioning and not mouthing and rolling and munching and shredding bumpers and wings and anything that they're not retrieving out of water. Yeah, that's going to make a big difference. The The other thing that you can kind of roll into that where you're seeing this pin down type of uh, or shredding the bird aspect of things, we can eliminate those things. So wings, clip those off of your dead, frozen birds. We're not talking about live birds. Just clip the wings off, all right, folks? Just throwing that out there. Um, but you've got a dead bird, clip the wings off, freeze the bird, and when you have that frozen bird, it's going to prevent a lot of mouthing, rolling, chewing bad habits with that softer or fresh killed bird, if you could. Yeah, it's more like a birdsicle, and it's really firm and not as easy to munch and chew or (laughs) as enjoyable to munch and chew on. Correct. So doing a couple of things like that and then trying to utilize water as much as you can still. If you are in a warmer climate, go ahead and do that. Um, You know, as it gets colder, don't push it unless your dog's enjoying it, but watch for all the stages of dogs getting cold. You know, I mean, it's... It's part of it. Just try not to push any of that when the water gets cold. And then, like Kat said, formal formal work after that is about is about the option. So, good question. It looks like we've got a whole bunch of people we popping have a in ton. on the live chat. Yeah, so, let's move over ton. to doing some of that. I am looking through here. We've got a... Haha. So, this is a good one. This is uh, Gavin threw up here. It says, uh, Yawa question. Yeah, buddy. Y'all are doing great with that aspect of things. If you have a a Yawa question you want us to try and get to, throw it in the comments of a YouTube video, Yawa question, and then ask your question. We're going to do our best to keep getting to those. But so did you guys ever get with Bob to do a strike dog video? Now, this is, uh, yes, yeah, it was a good one. Very timely question. So Bob is actually going to be here Friday. Friday. Today, I was going to say tomorrow, but tomorrow's Thursday. So Friday. He's going to be here later in the evening. Um, and then he'll be here Saturday, Sunday, I believe. 
part of Sunday something. Um, the only downfall is, unless the weather changes, we're not going to be able to go outside and shoot a video. They're calling like... 60% chance rain, 25 mile an hour wind. So we will see. We'll see. The weatherman has been wrong Before. in his day. Yeah, so once or twice. We're hoping that he's wrong this time because it will give us the opportunity to shoot some really cool content with Bob when he's out here. One of which is the strike dock video that we really wanted to do. So the answer to that is no, we haven't done it yet. Yes, it is still on the docket and C, we hope to be able to get to that sooner rather than later. We got another one? I don't even know where you started. Oh, at the top, baby. Well, I, okay. I didn't even see the question you just asked, so. Oh, okay. There's a there's a bunch of them in here already. I didn't start at the top. Oh. I started kind of in the middle. Okay. Okay, so this says, uh, Roxanne says, Hi from Connecticut. Did you ever deal with postpartum issues in a bitch? Uh, or female dog, for that matter. Um the uh, real answer with that is I don't think that we ever have. I've um, heard of... Uh, par postpartum issues, yes. So postpartum issues would be any issues... Oh, I was thinking depression. I was like, sorry. Postpartum depression is like uh, what you hear about with moms a lot. Right. So. so postpartum issues can be things like mastitis, which we have dealt sure. with in the yep. past. Um, we've dealt with a female that had um, milk fever, mm -hmm. uh, low calcium, um, those are probably the two major ones. We've never had a female. We've heard of dogs retaining placentas and getting infections. Like pyometra or something like that. We always check temperatures. Uh, and, you know, that's a, that's the on the daily right now still through that first couple, two to three weeks there. Quest has got her puppies on the ground right now. And they're doing fantastic, by the way. Yes. But uh, we check for all of those kind of things by daily temperature checks and then monitoring uh, normal behavior as far as food water intake food and water intake so as well as um, checking their teats over really carefully uh, making sure that they don't have any hard firm lumps in there um, and that they're you know expressing still white milk so yes we have had issues and being on top of them and catching them quickly is really important um, with mastitis definitely can be pretty dangerous for those females um, and then also with the milk fever, that's pretty scary too. Um, and with all those issues that we've ever had, getting on top of those issues quickly is what's really important. Absolutely. Okay, so we have another one here um, that's a an interesting question. Kelly, I appreciate you asking. It says, my dog frequently hiccups immediately after eating his meal, even when using a slow feeder. Any tips? Okay, so... A couple of things that hiccuping is probably being caused by extra Excess air. air. Yep. yep. So one of the best ways that we've found, even if you've got a dog with the slow feeder type, I don't know what specifically you're using because we actually put a video out on multiple different ways to kind of help dogs through this. But the one that I would recommend in your specific situation would be floating the food. So you put just a little bit of water on, kind of enough to barely cover the food. And that's really going to slow them down. It's going to require more lapping and less um, gulping, less gulping. Yep, absolutely. And uh, I think that if you did that, you should have no issues with the hiccups moving forward. Yes. Good question. You got one? Yeah, this one's good. Okay. Uh, from Julie Brown. How do you guys get a puppy three months old to stop barking? 
She will randomly bark with no real trigger, and it's as if she wants to play and will pounce around. I've tried ignoring and redirecting with here. Popping around all nimbly bimbly. Mm. So I like nimbly bimbly. Um name that movie. Come on, this is an easy one, folks. <laughs> that is an easy one. I've even seen the movie, which I know is a shocker, since I'm not a funny movie person. It's one of your favorite ones, too. It is. (laughs) It's up there. Which I don't have a lot of favorite movies of that are in the funny genre. So yeah, it's up there, I guess. So um, it sounds like your puppy wants to play, yes, and they're being demanding for that. And it's important to not give in to those demands. Otherwise, we're just going to be reinforcing those behaviors. So if your puppy's barking and you give them attention, play with them, give them something, then they've won. Then they say, well, that worked. That's what I'm going to do next time when I want mom and dad to pay attention to me. So things like redirecting their focus and getting them focused on maybe a training session or having them kennel on a dog bed. Your puppy's three months old. You can definitely start with some of that, um, place training with your puppy, even to the point of starting like vibrate conditioning to go on a dog bed. And that can really help redirect that focus. A lot of times we get this question and it seems like those puppies are exhibiting those behaviors in that overly tired stage too, where they're exhausted, just like a toddler and they get like all round up and wild and just feisty and fussy. And it's like, okay, buddy, your time for bed. Yeah, and so, I don't know. I mean, this is one of those that um, I think that little puppies are so much more like children and getting to see a child now. Now that we're raising we're a raising two-year-old. We're raising a child. Which it was Aiden's two-year birthday today. I just have to throw that out there because, yeah, you know, birthday, I'm buddy. a proud mama. So, we celebrated his two-year birthday today, and we definitely have a two-year-old on our hands now. Uh, he tries to throw fits and things like that, and we have to redirect and work through it and let him know that that's not okay behavior. Absolutely. We got a couple really good ones here, and okay. I do want to say... Right off the bat, uh, Nick, you're on top of it, big dog. Super Troopers is the answer. Yeah, buddy. Um, it says, uh, shared to uh, Facebook. Hey, thank you, Chris. Uh, should get some more Okies watching. Okies are my favorite. Let's see here. I had one. I had one popped up right here. Uh, okay. So, Nick, and you knew the answer, so this is fantastic. Nick. Um, Your reward for getting the We'll answer, answer right. your question, baby. Uh, it says, do you ever offer any training slash handlers clinics? And the answer to that is yes. We put on several this year and they all sold out. And we, that was kind of a, a big wake up call for the fact that we need to maybe do more or we need to uh, open them up or set and them up early for more people. spring. We had to cancel a couple just because of the whole COVID thing. So those mm-hmm. got rescheduled and, um, hopefully next year when we're starting to reschedule the training seminars and things like that, COVID yeah. will be a thing of the past for us all and make that a little bit easier for groups to get together. Absolutely. So the big thing with that though, Nick and anybody else watching our, uh, training seminars we we post those in our newsletter as well as we post them other places but there's kind and of an on updated our website. on our website too yep they're also on our website so we'll mention the first thing that i'm saying and then we'll throw in all the things anyhow you can find them in our newsletter 
or you can find them in our store, on our store, which, by the way, we have an online store, um, but it will say in there, training seminars, and you can click that, and it will show the available training seminars, how many have available spots. So uh, all of that can be found there. Now, moving right past that, we had here, Yawa question, what ounce shells do you use in the TriStar semi-auto shotgun? And That was from Chris Howard. Chris Howard. Thanks for the question, buddy. Um, as far as what I'm shooting, most of the stuff that we train with, our target loads are going to be one ounce. They're a little bit heavy for target loads. A lot of times you can find like a 7 eighths ounce or something like that. Um, but they are all one ounce. And... Then as far as our hunting loads go, they run like in an ounce and an eighth or an ounce and a quarter. I'd have to double check, but I pretty much shoot from a hunting standpoint out of a 20 gauge, almost exclusively three inch shells. Um, I am happy to take the smaller gun, if you will, and that you know, over versus the 12 gauge slider to carry. It's easier to have around, but I throw the, as much extra in there as I possibly can with the pack and the three inch shell versus the two and three quarter. Um, and we have a really cool, I, I got the stuff in. So we've got a really cool video potential coming up for this later this fall. And it's going to be the, the differences between, Oh, I think they're like, uh, you know, like a 70 cent shotgun shell, which is going to be your standard steel load. And then about a two and a half dollar shotgun shell, which is going to be bismuth. So a heavy or metal type of load. And then we've got tungsten and those tungsten rounds run like, I don't know, 480, 490, almost $5 a, a pop. So we're going to do a little comparison on some patterning and then um, kill power out of those. All of these coming out of a 20 gauge again. So we shot, uh, we got the opportunity to go on a hunt this last, well, be this spring. It was January of this year, right? So, yes, almost yes. almost a year ago. Almost a year ago. So we're going to get to go again in January, try and shoot some big honkers in the face. And uh, we do all that with a 20 gauge. Some people say you can't, whatever. We do. We and did and do. We, we do. You just got to shoot right. I mean, that's. It, yeah, you can't be taking a bunch of body shots and expect yeah. to... Well, as close as old Fox gets them in, you can take body shots too. It doesn't matter. Um, but anyhow, we will be shooting with the 20-gauge, those three different rounds. I'm going to try and make a comparison video so you guys can see. Is it worth spending the extra? Uh, or can you shoot the the steel, which that Kent Fast Steel 2.0 is one hell of a round, um, especially for the price. But when you get into some of those heavier metals... Uh, are they really better or not? We'll find out. So I've got a question. Well, actually, it's not my question, but I'm going to read the question. How's there that sound? There you go. Uh, this one is from Jake Gullickson. I'm getting my first GSP in January. What order do you work with the cues? And that's a really good question, a question that we get a lot. How do you know when to start the next cue? And we have puppy training playlists in our, or on our YouTube channel. So if you go to the channel, go to playlists, and then you can find, we have quests playlist, rogues playlist. We have a really, 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 really old playlist with Mac. Um, we have a couple lab playlists with Sprig and now Clutch. 
Um, we have a playlist with Thunder, and you can watch um, quests and rogues are probably the most com- and sprigs are probably the most complete. Fill in all the blanks from start to finish, from basically eight weeks to a year old of the steps that we work with those puppies in, and you can just follow those videos in order. So that's a really good question that we get asked quite often. All right. So I'm playing around with this a little bit, trying to learn here. Um, this one is a cool one. It's uh, BMET12. Ask a question, which is very, uh, it's a very good question for this time of year because we see it very, 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 very frequently. And that is, um, it says here that my two-year-old pup will break out in a rash. Eyes and nose will swell. Eyes will goop religiously after leaving pheasant fields are there any alternatives to allergy medicines now first of all the eye gooping and the rashing that you're probably seeing uh, without getting to see it firsthand i know that some dogs do have allergies to things like grass and other stuff that is in the grass but um you know, almost all of our dogs, when we run through thick cover with weedy, seedy, crappy type of stuff, that that's where all the pheasants are. Like I tell all my hunters, any of you guys that uh, have actually gone hunting with me. Get up, Pat! Yeah, it's a pretty common phrase. Hey, the birds are in the stuff. Uh, usually a little more colorful than that. But you got to march through the thick stuff with the dogs if you want to kill birds. That's, I mean, that's all it comes down to. So, um because we're hunting wild birds. Anytime we're going out there, we're not we're not walking paths, kicking birds up. And now there's a time and a place for that. But when I'm out guiding, it's not what we're doing. So all of our dogs get beat up. They have red rashes, you know, and stuff by their eyes. Abrasion. It's more and, like abrasions. Yeah, I was but say it looks where? red. I mean, it looks rashy. It looks irritated. And their eyes are super gunky. Underarms, under their belly, any of the softer skins, especially on younger dogs. Now, two-year-olds, not as much, but... But it depends on the coat because some... Was it a GSP? I didn't see your question where you pulled it from. Right here. It says, my two-year-old pup. Okay, so we don't know what breed, but some dogs aren't as well-coated and don't have as good a coverage on their chest and arm, underarms and, mm-hmm. you know, groin area, and they get really beat up and really raw, especially in that thick, hard cover that's really tough on them, or even in the snow when you get a little light crust on the top there that they have to break through that's really abrasive to their, their skin and can really irritate it. Yeah, and guess what I did? What? Didn't hit record. Yeah, totally screwed that one up. I don't know if you can extract the audio from this, but uh, <laughs> maybe uh, Yawa episode 39 will not actually be a podcast because there's no audio. <sighs> oh, honey. I thought I was doing so good. I knew I was doing I was doing too well when it clicked on. Okay, so <laughs> whatever. We got this for you, folks. So the... Um, don't, don't even look at me like that. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. Which button is the record button? The bright green one that says record on it, and it should be red right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, so um, let's say if it's just standard type of stuff, um, it's not that abnormal for you to get goopy eyes or the dog to get goopy eyes and have some rashing and, and abrasion and red and irritated areas after hunting thick cover, especially if they're not... Um, uh, you know, they're not ready for it. You know, that, uh, 
I would say two, three weeks in, they stop getting quite so so beat up because they their skin toughens a little bit or something. I don't know, you know. Yeah, but if it truly is allergies. Yes, there is a thing outside of allergy medicine. If you're giving allergy pills or something like that, that would be, what is that called? Apoquil. That's what it's called. It's an injection. It came right to me. Um, Apoquil is a, you talk to your veterinarian, you can't buy it over the counter or anything else. Talk to your vet about Apoquil shots. If it's truly allergies and it's pretty bad, um, those Apoquil shots are going to make a huge difference for you uh, and for the dog. I mean, they'll be so much happier. They last a long time unless the allergies are super bad, but you're talking one shot every, I think, three to four months. So it makes a, makes a big difference, but that would be definitely a conversation to have with your vet and say, Hey, are these allergies? Yes, they are. What about these Apoquil shots? This guy off YouTube told me about. (laughs) Next question from VR Melco. It's winter in Alberta, Canada, and we have a 14-week-old wire hair pointing Griffon. My question is about water retrieve intro. Okay. Any issue with waiting until the spring when the water gets warmer? Thanks. Absolutely not. I would 100% say wait until the spring. Wait until your water and weather warms up before doing a water intro. People get so hung up on, well, I've got my new puppy. I got to do all the things with them, even if conditions aren't necessarily right. And you're actually probably going to set your puppy up for less success by having a unpleasant experience with cold water and cold air temperatures than if you wait until the spring when they're a little more mature and then have nice water and weather conditions to be doing your water intro with retrieves. That being said, you can still work on retrieving and other obedience and other socialization skills that are really important to build a bold, confident puppy that then will be ready to try a new experience come springtime, like getting in the water. Let's see here. It's a great answer, hon. Here's another one since you're not ready. (laughs) Allison, I think it's Allison Pruitt said, you answered my question from... Retrieving video. Ah, Found it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Kentucky Chronicles. How can you shoot live birds or do a bird and gun intro with your dog if you live in an urban area and do not have access to private land? Hmm. Well... Well, there are places, depending on where you're from, that are actually dog training areas, um, state land like that, that you can train. What did train. it say? No, 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 The name of the person. Kentucky Chronicles. So, so you're, you're assuming Kentucky, they're from Kentucky? Uh, uh, well, I'm guessing there's a... Uh, you're, you're making You're saying some, there's a chance. You're making a pretty big assumption there, babe. Assume, baby. But some places have dog training areas, like I was saying, that you could get access to, um, as well as local NAVDA or um, other dog training chapters, groups that uh-huh. would have access to those areas that you could go, that you might even be able to get hookups with birds, so that you can go and do some of those things. Agreed. Uh, NAVDA, N-A-V-H-D-A.org. You can look up and see if there's a chapter near you. And typically, if you're looking at that chapter list, you'll be able to get a hold of a secretary or a president or vice president of the chapter and say, is there anybody else near me? So on and so forth. You'll be able to find somebody. It's a pretty good um, group of like-minded people that are 
yeah. willing to help out and network and get together to work dogs because everybody loves their dogs. And this is a hobby for them a lot of times and having yep. another friend and another person to go out and train with is awesome. Absolutely. So that would be one place to look. Uh, you know, we're not affiliated directly with Navda International, but checking out their website and finding chapters would be fantastic. All right, here's the question here. Uh, Allison Pruitt, and if you look in there, uh, I think Ben said is a short hair. Is it Ben, right? I don't know where you're at. Clear to the bottom. Go to clear to the bottom. Newest. There. It's a GSP. What one? BM, that, not Ben. She is a GSP. Yeah, so that was the question we were asking about with the allergies okay. related things. Okay, depending so. on the coat. And some short hairs have really good coat coverage under arms and under their tummies and stuff. And some have very thin coats. Sure. Yep. Big difference in coats, uh, across short hair breed. All right. Allison, you ask, have you got to my question that you listed as Yawa question on one of our more recent videos, which was uh clutches update. And the question is my puppy is an English setter and what actually the biggest one in the litter. She has grown so much really fast, and we have a small dog, a mountain feist. Ah, sweet. Feists are so cool. Who is very small and getting old and has lost energy slash his puppy spirit. How can I teach Lacey, my puppy, to be more calm around him? At this point, she's kind of able to stand over him and walk. He can walk through her legs. Also, my older dog is very protective and snaps and growls at anyone or any animal that comes around him. Well, he's kind of a, you know, he's kind of got that personality packed in. He's got little man syndrome. I mean, he's a feist for goodness sake. Um, but the, it says here, comes around him and ourselves when we are just playing or sitting on the couch with him. How can we stop this behavior? Thank you for your time, effort, and put into the videos as well. By the way, my puppy has learned so much from your videos. Video idea, can we meet all of your dogs um, I would love to see them, especially because they look different and are different ages. Have a great day. Awesome idea for a video. I like that. Uh, we had talked about doing a video about putting all of our dogs out in the field at one time, which um, this time of year is more difficult because they are doing their thing. We've got a buddy who guides and puts a lot of experience on them, and so half of them are there right now. But And Questy Mama is on puppies. Yeah, so, so it, gets, yeah, it gets Coordinating hard. that will it's be, difficult. timing will have to be just right, but we've talked about doing an, of the essence. a video where they're all hunting together, but I think it would also be cool to kind of, we've been asked before to do a little rundown of each dog and their personality and showing you them and you guys getting to basically meet them. Uh, and that would be really cool to do too. Absolutely, I love it. So into the question. First of all, we're huge advocates for helping to develop these interactions um, and oversee these interactions and develop proper interactions and behaviors. So we, we, we often say advocate for both. You have to say, puppy, stop pestering. Here's a bone. Here's a chew toy. There's your dog bed. Go lay down. Leave the old dog alone. Um, there's a time and place for playing, and obviously, the older dog's name is Lacey is the pup, and the Mountain Feist, we don't know his name. Not seeing it again. So, 
The old man, as we will refer to him now, the old man is grumpy because he's old. Um, the other side of it is you do have a little feist, and feists are hunting dogs and have to be pretty sharp. They're squirrel dogs. They're all-around dogs. And when you have that package packed into a little tiny dog, they've got to be pretty pumped full of juice in order to be able to do their job. So um, that doesn't surprise me at all for there to be a little bit of sharpness there. Now, with people, and you said old, but I don't think we have an age. So, uh, no. Old, we're probably past the point of being able to fix anything there. So, it's uh, it's all about management at this point and setting up for success. Now, with Lacey, the young dog, we have to say, hey, leave him alone. You know, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. You just have to be able to say, hey, leave him alone. And in time, they will learn to, to get along. Yep. And coexist if that's the best thing that they can do uh you know rex our old man has a lot of this issue he really doesn't care for the puppies he just deals with them and ignores them and moves away from them but doesn't grump doesn't do anything he just like all right puppy i'm tired of you so i'm gonna go get on the couch where at this point and stage in your life, I'm safe up here on the couch, right? And usually by the puppies, by the time that the puppies are able to hop up on the couch so that they could also continue pestering Rex, they have moved into place training training, and they can then be told, hey, you can't go pester Rex. You have to go get on your dog bed now. Well, see, that's the thing that we, so we have little Splash, which you guys haven't seen much of her yet. You'll get to see a lot more. Um, This is Tessa, one of our trainers project dogs right now. So she will soon be part of, or she is part of our program, but it's uh, like said, Tessa's project. So she's working with Splash and um, all the steps of her training, basically following along with a puppy training series and saying, okay, next step. Like today we just did her bird and gun introduction and Tessa was in charge of doing the training for that. Yep. All learning development and everything else for her as well. She's been primarily doing obedience work and doing a really darn good job at that. So being able to move into some of the hunting based training, this will be great experience for her and who better than to try it out on than one of our dogs. So Splash, though, has been spending a little bit of time here with us the last few days, and she is working on place training. She she's is collar condition. really well with it. Yes, and she's learning how to stay put. We're putting a ton of emphasis on duration through distractions, which distractions would include coming and going while somebody is still staying and watching, but that, that excitement of leaving the room and getting up and moving and doing all of those things. Yeah, so. and and having other dogs around, Grandpa Rex, or having Aiden who goes up to her, pets her, and then leaves her, and all those And runs around and giggles and does two-year-old boy things, yes. right? So um, incorporating that into Lacey's training is going to be very important. It's going to help to regulate the interactions as well as give the old man, as he is to be referred to, um, his own space. You know, yep. I mean, that's a big thing. The other side of it is eventually they will, they'll either learn to coexist or they will learn to like each other and they'll, they'll come to terms on what that means for them. The other side of it is you got to tell the old man, Hey, quit being a turd. You know, you got to be able to step in and say, don't be grumping now, move along, go, and go off and do your focus. thing. Yep. Yeah. So we, we've got to advocate for both. You, you can't just get after the puppy or just get after the old dog. 
put them in situations where they can um, both be successful and if they aren't successful, help to redirect focus to better things? Yes. Great question. So this is a follow-up from Roxanne Ritter about the postpartum issues with some of our females. She says that they're not having mastitis. The dog, she doesn't want to clean the puppies. Um, She's nursing fine. Uh, She doesn't want to clean the puppies. No fever. So um, depression. Let's touch on that first. So what... What are you referring to as depression? I need you to throw that in there. I'm very curious. And this may be, honestly, if you, if you don't think that there's no fever, you don't think there's anything immediately wrong that you need to be talking to a vet, this may be a conversation that really needs to be continued on Patreon. Because I was going to say, there, I was just going to say there's so many other parts and information that we need, whether this is her first litter, if, you know, she... Mothering instincts can also be genetic. There's How just, many puppies do we have? Yeah, there's yeah. So, so many details. At this point, what's her name? Roxanne. Again? Roxanne. What I'm going to recommend, and anybody else that's watching doesn't know, we have an online dog training community, and we get to those questions on the daily. Um, sometimes it, it slips just a little bit to that, but I mean, it's pretty much every day we're getting all of your questions answered right there on Patreon, and you can... We can go back and forth with the specifics on these and kind of work through those very um, specific questions. But that's patreon.com slash standingstonekennels. And if you hop on there, there's different levels. So you can just ask us questions. You can send videos of training sessions or of what's specifically going on here. Um, we can do uh, the VIP tier, which involves the ability to set up phone calls that works better for some people. And then the top tier, which is actually the most powerful tier of all, um, we set up a video chat. Uh, we use Google, um, video chat program the most often here. And when we do that, I get to live watch a training session or see what's going on and give you direct feedback at that moment. It's like, whoa, 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 stop doing that. Or yes, that looks perfect. Or even though this doesn't look right, it is right. Keep going down this path. Look at that. You made it. And we need to end this session. So giving that direct feedback really, really, really helps to improve um, your ability to continue to grow with your dog as well as our ability to answer your questions because we're able yeah, it to get it so much easier for me. all the information that we truly need yep. to answer those questions. And it isn't just for people that are looking for puppy training or dog training help. It can be advice for breeding information because we've bred a lot of litters. We have a ton of experience with issues that come up, um, not only with moms, but with puppies. Yep. So anything yep. that you guys really need help with that we can provide our experience and advice to, you can ask us and reach out to us on Patreon with. Yes, Roxanne, that's where I would jump that. All right, have you got another one in there? Nope, not yet. Mm, let me pull here. Oh, this one's directly to you. Oh. It says, uh, Chris here said, Cat, you can laugh. Yes, my fiance hollered, are you watching the guy with the pink gun again? LOL. <laughs> well, yeah, baby. You've got a fan, honey. Yeah. Oh, speaking of guy with the pink gun, this is something that um, we, I, I said that we would announce at 50,000 subscribers, and that happened while I was out of town. So we are there at the 50, 
plus uh, mark. 50K plus mark. And that means that uh, y'all are owed the story behind the guy with the pink gun and the pink gun itself. So um, be looking for... It's uh, own be, featured video. It couldn't share with Iawa. Uh, yeah, I tried to add it here. Blame Cat. You can throw that in the comments there. Ah, oh, Cat. We could have got the information tonight. Because that's, right. that's what I'm I was going to do. I'm the fun sucker. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's got to be the fun sucker in this relationship. Exactly. All about that. So the uh, paint gun origin story. That's right. The origin story of the original paint gun will be coming out very soon to a YouTube channel near you. Well, our YouTube channel near you. Yes. What else we got? I'm reading. Come on. I just bought Okay, here's time. one. Harrison Agrusa. How well can a puppy learn to hunt from a well-trained dog? I've got a four-and-a-half-month-old Weimariner that I'd like to hunt with my dad's one-year-old well-trained Wyme. They are half-siblings. So this is a good question. Um, we have some prerequisites that we recommend that should truly be requirements before you take your puppy hunting, which include a bird intro, a gun intro, and being able to recall your dog back to you. Uh, the old dog was Rocky. Rocky oh, Lucky loves He'll be 10. Emily. Rocky Gotcha. Anyway, so um, those prerequisites would be Bird intro, gun intro, recall to get your puppy back. And then a few nice things that we have an entire video talking about these things would also be um, maybe having some pointing experience, get your dog on some launchers, doing a positive pigeon drill, something like that. But yes, your dog can learn from going with an older dog and gain experience if they have some of those basics, the groundwork before going so that you don't get out in the field and they're trying to learn from the older dog and then the gunfire goes off and then they have a bad experience and become gun shy or something like that. But you also have to be careful because some puppies, if they're, you know, a little young or slow to mature, can become overshadowed by those older dogs. This and is true. And the older dogs are the only ones ever finding birds, the only one ever getting to make retrieves, beating the puppy to retrieves, growling over retrieves. Mm -hmm. And then that can really turn your puppy off. And they're like, oh, well, if that's how you're going to be, then this I guess I just, this sucks. I just won't do this anymore. Or I just won't go for those retrieves because I never get them anyway. Um, so you just have to watch those interactions. And if you start seeing a pattern, say, okay, now my puppy needs some one-on-one -on -one time. Exactly. So, really good question. I've got a couple really good ones here. Okay. We jumped right into all these. I mean, y'all have been fantastic. Uh, absolutely love the fact that you're here watching, listening with us. So, we've got a really good one here that says, Yawa question from East Bay Signing Service. Did we answer a question from East no, Bay Signing Service? No, that's all his parents. And they just said hi to us at the beginning. Uh -huh. I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that's who it is. Yeah. I don't I, remember I I, everyone's YouTube handles. No, Sorry. but I remembered that oh, I had read this or seen. Okay. Yeah. So go back to the beginning. Find out. Olive's parents. Yes. I'm a good. I'm smart like that. It's like that. a steel trap over there. Okay. Do you hunt? Nothing in, nothing out. Do you hunt with a pregnant dog? Jason and Mallory. No. The, the, the short answer is no. The long answer is absolutely not. And there's a lot of reasons behind that. Yeah, there are. Uh, 
a lot of people will tell you, oh, we just let them be dogs and they do their thing and that's all fantastic until you have a situation where it's no longer fantastic. And um, so I'll just remind me to get into a horror story after we go over the, the gist of this, okay? Because okay. I have one. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we can break down. There is a number and that number is, it's a range depending on the dogs, but to start with, you have a dog that comes into heat. Their progesterone levels rise, which kickstarts ovulation. The ovulation wave happens. They dump eggs. Fertilization happens. You are pregnant. Dog is pregnant, right? Or you are. I don't know. No, the dog's <laughs> pregnant. I can't get pregnant. But I so, can. <laughs> oh, shoot. Silas isn't going to edit this, so you can't throw the little twinkle in my eye. God dang it. Ah, live, live videos, videos anyway. anyway. Jinx. So, anyhow. So, then then the window is post-fertilization. It's like 17 to 19 days, give or take, depending on what you read. Um, it's full attachment to the uterine wall. Okay? Of those little eggs, which are puppies. Fertilized eggs, puppies. Bing, 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 bing. They aren't fully attached until you're into the 20 to plus day mark, give or take. Okay. Which dogs are only pregnant for 63 days, so a third of the way, their first trimester, if you will. Yeah, and uh, the day that we can do an ultrasound to say, yep, pretty sure your prego is 28 days. That is the earliest that they will that they really like to see that you come in. They can see what's going on. Mm-hmm. They can see pretty easily. So we are in that early stage. Now, a lot of guys... I'm talking a lot. We'll say, keep exercising like normal. Run them. Do whatever. doesn't matter. They're not pregnant until you know they're pregnant at a month in, basically. Right? Halfway through, give or take. So, um, my answer to that is that 17 to 19 day window is when we're looking for that full uterine attachment. So, we've got nothing as far as certainty there and you go oh well we had a good litter well you may have had a better litter or you may have you know i mean or she may come up open when you do your 28 day ultrasound and that's because all the little puppy embryos didn't get attached because some jostling through the field tripping and falling in a hole how many it would have to be it would have to be hard jostling it's not like just a regular running through right but but you never know what's going to happen in those situations a dog's you know charging hard across the field hits a hole lays out or i've seen it happen where Dogs are hunting together. They're both on a mission, and they collide in the middle of the field to the point where I've never seen it, but I've heard horror stories of dogs blow, colliding blow, blow. and killing themselves. What? And they're Yeah, colliding and just right. I've never even heard this. This is news to me. I Sounds I see dogs run into each other all the time. You always wonder. Yes. But like a dog broke its neck or something. Something right? like that. You know, mm. one of those n- completely crazy um, traumatic incidences that are not normal, but if a pregnant dog or hopefully pregnant dog got ran into like that, it could easily abort that litter, basically. Okay, so then we get to the 30-day mark, and that's when we know, bingo, bango, Sparky got it done, right? And you move past that into the, oh, now we take real good care of the dog or continue running them, depending on who you talk to, and 
Um, what we do differently though, is once we know we're for sure pregnant, that 30 day mark, that's when we start to increase food just a little bit and, uh, monitor, you know, I mean, that's what it comes down to. And then in that last about five days to a week, we start checking temperature twice a day. We're looking for a drop in temperature to in the 20 or excuse me, the 98 degree category, which typically says within 24 hours labor, it begins and it can drop a little bit early, sometimes pretty abnormal, but it has happened to us where you're like 10 days out or, or seven days out and it drops. Most of the time, short hairs come in that 60 to 63 day window. Um, but temperature drops, you have your puppies, so on and so forth. Everything happens normal. Now, it's funny that you said that about dogs running into each other because it never ceases to amaze me how, no matter how big the area is, how big the field is, you've got this giant 30, 40, 50, 80, 100 acre property. You're running dogs all over the place and they happen to be crossing cross paths and run into each other. It, it, it always happens. I mean, I would say when we're running field dogs every week, it happens. Dogs run into each other. Maybe more often than that. I mean, it's all the time. And it's we just, run dogs just, a lot, but we do. But it, they they just run into each other. I don't know why. But anyhow, so the horror story that I said that I was going to talk about is specifically what you mentioned, and the dogs were just running around in the backyard, which is something that we also prevent having. We have a little backyard. And we have multiple dogs. When the moms are pregnant. They start to do their going out on a loan thing. You know, I mean, it's because even then they can get clunked into by one of the other dogs. That's the horror story. The female was like 50 some days pregnant and running around the backyard, got T boned by one of the other dogs, and she ended up delivering the puppies because of the stress or trauma or something like that. And all of them died. This was not our litter. This was not our litter. Okay. No, God, I thought you we were don't telling have a horror, horror story about. I'm like that. Do did we not have any horror us. stories about running dogs while they're pregnant? No, no. we don't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so somebody else's horror story, and the dog got ran into, claw clunk, and aborted the litter. Yeah, bad deal. Yeah, definitely. At day fifty something, and the puppies were not I mean, viable. Not to, they were. They looked like puppies, but they weren't ready to be born. You Not know viable. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so horror story, right? So, no, we take, we, we keep pretty close wraps on. Uh, light, light walks on lead with mom down the driveways. Great. Continue exercise activity. Um, but no, no free running. It's just too many things that can happen. Too many variables and too unpredictable many. situations. 100%. Yep. Great question, though. Absolutely fantastic question. Okay, so this was I, another one that I have. Are you you have one? Go for it. it okay. Might be the same one I have. Ryan McManus. No, that's not the one I had. Okay, what do you got? Captain Hiltz. Okay, go for What's it. What's your opinion on an all raw diet and a breeder that includes that as a requirement in their puppy contract? Hmm. So, first of all, whoa, whoa. Second of all, um, first all, of all, whoa. <laughs> Second of all, whoa. Third of all, I want to know who this breeder is. Throw it in the comments. Send us a copy of the puppy contract. No, just no, kidding. No, no, no. Just, uh, just, I want to know who the breeder is. This is, this is insane. That's an interesting comment. Like, I've heard all kinds of requirements as far as, like, um, have to be kept on this supplement for 12 months or 
I yeah. or they won't guarantee you the hips. Or through 24 months, you're popping these like uh, powder pills every single day. That these vitamins. Vi- vitamins, yeah. Anyway, so our opinion on feeding raw is that we're gonna it, create a video. On we are, this, but so. the short of it is. Feeding raw is a labor of love, if you will, because there's a lot that goes into making sure that you have the proper It's portions. a labor of love or disaster waiting to happen. Let's go with that. Okay. It's very time consuming and resource consuming because you have to have the right amount of bone, the right amount of protein, the right amount of fat, because all of those things are important minerals and nutrients that your dog needs in the right proportions. Um, and if you don't have the right proportions and you're just feeding raw And there are food, some, there are some calculators out there that really help break this down, but I'm talking flat work. Okay. So imagine meal prepping for yourself if you're on a very strict diet counting your macros right and you're going to do all of your meal prepping every sunday or whatever for the whole week right that's what you're going to be doing for your dog so just be prepared for that and then when you go on hunting trips or you do things like that you have to have those raw meals frozen in coolers Mm -hmm. with you um, so that you can pull them out and thaw them and then give them to your dog the meals can be only frozen for so long before if you're looking expire. at a lot of people say, oh, I'll just feed them deer carcasses and venison and whatever. Well, that technically should be frozen for a certain amount of time so that they don't get anything from the wild animals because it's raw, not cooked, right? You say, oh, well, we eat deer. Well, we don't eat deer raw and we don't eat other things, random things raw. So it's got to be frozen to kill off the stuff. Yeah. So. It is very time-consuming um, yeah, and very truly unrealistic for most situations for us on the volume of dogs we have, so That's as much traveling part. as we do. Maybe if I had one dog, we'd try it. Right. Um, but the other side of it is, as a requirement for your puppy buyers... I mean, we don't even require our puppy buyers to stay on a certain dog food. We make recommendations, um, and a lot of them take those recommendations, but we don't put it as part of the requirement. And yes, nutrition is very important for the growth and development of your puppy, but the proper nutrition. So if you aren't comfortable and competent feeding raw and doing all of the things to make sure that your puppy's getting the right amount as they grow, especially in those super important development stages... Sounds like a disaster, disaster waiting, waiting to, to happen, happen. Yeah. Um, because we're feeding Yukonuba right now, and it is very well thought out, and there's scientific processes behind the nutrition and studies to decide how much fat, how much protein, how much minerals, vitamins that they need as puppies and then how much they need as adults and different formulas. And those things change as the puppy develops and grows. Absolutely. And so you'd also have to, and every dog's different. Yeah. And you'd also have to be able to change your raw feeding formula. So I think it would be difficult. Did they, did they throw it in the comments here? I don't know. Who was the question by again? Um, I don't know. (laughs) I forgot. Okay. Cap- so. Captain, Captain something. It was Captain's, Captain Hiltz. Hits. Oh, Captain, my Captain. I don't know where you went. Somebody's talking about. Uh, Cap- Hiltz found it. 
That's fair. Yeah, everything is getting hard to find. Blanton's is always my go-to, but it's almost impossible. See, I was uh oh, it's a Vichel breeder in Colorado. I'm not going to say that makes sense, but okay. Next question. Um, no, no hating. Just, just that would have been my guess. Okay. Um, here we go. We've got uh time for. All right, folks, we're at an hour. We need uh we need some bebopping in. Who is still listening? Who loves this? Who needs an extra? Let's go ten minutes, and we can get a couple more questions and close this out. All right. Um, because I do want to answer this one. It was at eight ten. This is fantastic. I mean, this is absolutely fantastic, folks. There's so many questions. So many questions. So much. So many people participating and watching. Love we love it. it. Love it, love it, love it. If you guys love this, throw it in the comments. We, we're trying to find out the best way to provide this and info to you. If you've been following along with our Yawa over the course of the last 39 episodes, you've seen the progression and the, the change yeah. of how we've been doing it and what we've tried and what's worked and what hasn't. And we're trying to find the right thing that works for the most people. I can't say everyone because, you know, it won't work for everyone. Everyone has different Correct. preferences, but... Throw it down below, please. All right, so we've got, it says, my wife would love to know. This is Ryan McManus. My my wife would love to know more about GSP grooming, brushing, bathing process. Lots of nail trimming videos, but couldn't find much on cleaning, bathing, grooming. It's because it doesn't happen. I mean, uh, but, but honestly, you get some shampoo. We usually get something that says oatmeal on it or soothing or gentle on the skin. And the dogs get bad. We actually when they have stink. a recommended items page on our website, yes, and we do. my favorite shampoo that we use is on there. And you can it's the follow that wood, link. Right? Yeah, I think yeah, it's a Caria brand, and a it's really, really good on the dog's skin and coat, and not overly drying as long as you don't overbathe, and it smells so good. You should only bathe as often as they need it, which is typically when they stink. No more than twice. Uh, a month, maybe three times a month. Otherwise, you're going to pull all the oils out of their coat and it's going to get really dry and dandruffy and not healthy. Bad. Yep. So the other side of it is is brushing. What what else did we have here? Brushing. Um, Bathing, brushing, grooming. Bro, grooming. Brushing, grooming. Okay. So clean their ears. Yep. Also, we have the just a great ear, general ear. It's not a, you have an ear infection, ear cleaner. It's just general ear cleaner. I think that's on the recommended item. Um, and it is alcohol too. based, so it's good for drying post you go swimming or go hunting in water. Um, but it's it's a good drying ear cleaner. And then that's it. A, a towel to dry them off after their baths yep. twice a month. And There's then really anytime, no other grooming. Yeah. Anytime you go to the field or are hunting with them though, giving them a once over, a tailgate check, we call it, just to make sure that they don't have any seeds or punctures or anything between their pads. Just Correct. overall health and maintenance of your dog. That's great. Let's see. Anybody want a cup? Oh, we got still here, baby. All right. It says uh whiskey and dogs, nothing better. See, and this is the other side of it. enjoying the live chat. All right, good. All right. We'll give you guys a couple more minutes. We got time tonight. So um, this is another one that we're looking at, uh, is, and I've, I've kicked it around a while and it'll probably just end up being more of a, it could probably be live like this if we have it to the opportunity to set it up. I just don't, I don't even know what he's talking about. Bourbon and bird oh, dogs. Yes, I do know what he's talking about. Yeah. See, I've been talking about it a lot. When I, when I get an idea in my head, I talk about it in my head and outside of my head. Sorry, honey. 
And um, I talk about it a lot and a lot and a lot and a lot and a lot, trying to figure out the best way to do it. I like to think an issue into the ground, basically, so that I've potentially thought of everything other than hitting the damn record button on the audio <laughs> that I com- I specifically got a new memory card and put it in there and formatted it just for this. But you got another question? Sure. Okay. I got Chris Howard. If you, I know you've answered similar questions, but if you could only use one DT systems caller. <laughs> the live format isn't my favorite, but I still watched it. So <laughs> we got you sucked in. Got it. Which one would it be and why? Uh, if I could use one DT caller. Only one. Uh, SPT 2430 series. And why? Okay. It has all of the features as well as the best range and battery life and everything. I mean, it is the cat's meow. Cadillac have, of the DT Systems calls. Yeah, buddy. You get uh, Jump, which is a very cool feature. You can, and it's a very beneficial feature. So let's say we have a general working level, which is, I don't know, on your dog, 10, something, whatever. Um, but sometimes you need 15 or 20. At the click of a button, you're there. That's the jump button. Then you have vibrate. You have continuous and nick for stimulation. On that 30 series, you also get the beeper. So you have locate, you have run and point modes, everything. And the transmitter has an LCD screen on it, 50 levels, three and a half mile range. Must I go on? It is uh, far and away the best. The only downfall to it, in my opinion, is maximum two dogs and most of the time when i'm hunting i run three dogs so i end up having to backtrack a little bit to the 1450 which gets you a lot of good features but three dog being the key there you lose some of the other stuff you go down in range you have to throw a battery in the nine volts it's not fully rechargeable like the other but for the average person that needs a one dog collar or maybe a two dog collar SPT series, uh, which we sell on our website, and we have a huge Black Friday sale coming on. We yeah, didn't even that's mention good to mention. At the beginning. Yeah. We suck. Well, we don't suck. We, I mean, we, we've we're had here to fun. answer your questions. Yeah, we forget so, about some of the other stuff. Black sometimes. Friday sale, baby! You heard it here first. Uh, we're gonna. If you're on our email mailing list, you'll get announcements with that. If you're not on our email mailing list, go to our website. You can sign up right there for the newsletter, and, and we'll be pushing that out. Some other the stuff. The sales yep. that we're gonna yep. be having. So. Uh, SPT 2430 or 2432 if you need the two dog unit. That's my go to. Anything else? No, I saw one else in here. Oh, where's the birthday boy? He is in bed, in which bed, is baby. why we're able to do this live video. Ah, everybody. Um, there's lots of so um Thank you for all the happy birthdays to Aiden, by the way. Yes, and and Michael Powlitz, I'm sorry. Like you're outvoted ten or or fifteen or twenty to one so far. <laughs> sorry. Uh, yes, bourbon and bird dogs love it. All right. So the bourbon and bird dogs, just to throw this out here. So it's it, my brainchild is on the interwebs for y'all. It would be featuring a specific bottle, which I have a little bit of a collection of different stuff. The problem is I need somebody that enjoys bourbon to sit here next to me and that is also not pregnant about bulldog, about bulldogs. No, about bird dogs. That's what this is about. 
So I need somebody to sit here. Not you. I get that. There's yeah. a couple reasons. A, I don't really love bourbon at all. And B, I've got a good friend, but I'm he got for a uh, while. Mr. Stucky did. Uh, Bert, if you search our channel, Bird Dogs and Bourbon, you can talk there. And we did kind of a whole like barrage of tasting. Um, and he's a good friend of mine. And he said he'd be happy to do it when he has time, which is not very often because he's busy farming. So, um, and I don't know anybody else here locally that likes to drink locally bourbon. is the problem. Yeah. You yeah. could get your old friend, Charles, Charlie. He'd be a good one. Yeah. If he wasn't in Iowa, he's a bigger collection of bourbon than I do, which is saying something. Mm. Well, that's all. I'm out of tea. I've been out of tea for a long time. Yeah. I got the bottle here, so I'm not out of bourbon, <laughs> but we are kind of out of time. So folks, we appreciate everything. Uh, we appreciate the, the support. We appreciate the questions. We appreciate you being here, listening to us, helping us do this. And I definitely think this was a success. And I think we can make the decision right now that we should do this next week. What do you guys say? Yeah. Next week, same time, 7.30? 7.30 Wednesdays. Central Standard Time. We will try and do it as often as we can. Um, and we'll make announcements way. for sure on Instagram. Yep. And Facebook. Instagram so and Facebook. follow us on social and you'll know about these uh, upcoming live yawas. Absolutely. I'm the guy with the pink gun. And I'm Kat the dog trainer. And we'll see you in the next video.